This week on Foamcast Radio, new blasters from Nerf, including a remake of an old air-powered favorite. Worker releases their own version of another Nerf Springer. I give you my tactical analysis of the Worker Talon Hybrid Pusher Kit. I've got all your requisition recon and battle space intel. And a special guest is in the war room to tell us all about an exciting new dart design. Listen up and load up. It's time for the biggest podcast in the world dedicated to foam blaster toys. News, reviews, events, and more. And now, recording from the broadcast bunker, it's Ben Anderson, the host of Foamcast Radio. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. No sit rep this week, but before we get into the Stratcom, it's time for the Foam Patrol shout out. This week we don't have any new Foam Patrol members, but if you want to join the Foam Patrol, you can do so and get your own shout out by going to foamcastradio.com slash merch and buying a Foam Patrol shirt. Alright, let's get into the Stratcom this week. First up, we need to talk about the Nerf Icon series Mag Strike. We recently found out through official channels that Nerf is re-releasing the Mag Strike under the Icon series line. It'll be priced at 50 US dollars and will be released on July 28th at both Target and Walmart in the United States. That being said, both the Mag Strike and the Stampede have been seen on shelves already in certain parts of the world. As previously believed, the Stampede is priced at 80 US dollars and doesn't have a bipod or come with the third magazine that the original Stampede did. Also, we found out from BoxArt that the Nerf and Strike Element will also be re-released as part of the Icon series line. Because, you know, the Element was such an icon. Next up, we have the Worker Terminator. This is Worker's injection-molded shell and blaster kit based on the Nerf Longshot platform. The entire kit is currently available now and is priced at 230 US dollars. One of the exciting features of this kit that modders will love is that it has a pump action prime and the priming bars are internal, meaning that they are within the barrel shroud. The whole thing looks very cool and if it wasn't for the extremely high price tag, I would definitely be picking one up. Finally, we have the Nerf Overwatch Soldier 76 Blaster. This is a flywheel-powered rival blaster with a 30-round capacity. Starting on November 1st, according to the GameStop website, it will be available exclusively from GameStop for 130 US dollars. Some of the cool features about this blaster are that it has blue LEDs inside that light it up, and it also comes with the Soldier 76 visor from Overwatch. For links, pictures, and more information, head to the show notes at foamcastradio.com. Foamcast Radio is supported by Flux Sunglasses. Whenever you're flinging foam, you need to be wearing eye protection. But shop glasses don't protect you from glare or UV rays, and most sunglasses are either too expensive for the battlefield or too cheap to hold up to punishment. That's why I'm so excited to tell you about Flux Sunglasses. These stylish sunglasses are durable enough to protect you from flying foam, polarized to cut glare, UV protected, and ridiculously affordable. For a limited time, my listeners can visit foamcastradio.com flux and use the coupon code FOAMCAST at checkout to save 15% off their already low prices. 
protecting your eyes on the battlefield is important. Don't wait another day to protect yourself with the only brand of eyewear I trust when I'm out on the field. Visit foamcastradio.com slash flux right now and don't forget to use the coupon code FOAMCAST to save 15% off your entire order. Thanks to Flux Sunglasses for being the official eyewear of Foamcast Radio. All right, everybody, it's tactical analysis time, and this week I'm talking about the Worker Talon Hybrid Pusher Kit. First, I want to start off by thanking NF Strike for sending this to me. They did send it for free after I made the stipulation that I would still be giving an honest review of the product. Currently, this kit is available from WorkerKit.com for $15 US before shipping. It consists of three components, a replacement pusher for the Nerf and Strike Elite Strife, a worker talon magazine, and an adapter for the talon that positions it fully forward inside the magazine well. The idea behind this kit is that by using this particular adapter with a talon magazine and with this specific pusher, you can make your blaster compatible with either half-length darts or full-length darts. Simply remove the adapter and insert a standard magazine and you're back to using full-length darts. Ergonomically, the adapter fits very well with a little internal modification to your blaster, and it's not very obtrusive. It doesn't stick out a lot or get in the way. Aesthetically, all of these parts look very, very good. They're injection molded, and they feel really solid. Performance-wise, the magazines performed very well, and I didn't have any jams resulting from the magazine having problems. The magazine adapter has a spring detent, and the way that you remove the magazine is simply by pulling hard. There's no magazine release lever or button. However, that mag release detent was very easy to use. Now let's talk about the function of the hybrid pusher itself. Because this is an injection molded part, it is very rigid, and the pusher actually forces full length darts down slightly into a full length magazine. This means that they feed at a slightly lower elevation than they normally would, and this can cause jams when using non-worker cages that don't have a great big gaping funnel to feed the darts into the flywheels. However, when I tried using the Devil Z Hybrid Pusher available from Containment Crew, I was able to use the adapter and the magazine with that pusher, and I didn't have any problems with pushing the full-length darts down into the magazine. This is because that hybrid pusher contains a flexible element that moves out of the way when you're using standard-length darts. Overall, my conclusion is this. The magazine and the adapter both worked very, very well, and I was really happy with them. And the pusher also works well as long as you're using a worker cage. However, if you're using any other type of cage, you're going to want to use the Devil Z Hybrid Pusher instead. Alright, let's get into your requisition recon. First up, Amazon has the Nerf AccuStrike Mega Bulldog, normally $20 US dollars, on sale for $12 US dollars. And the Nerf Rival 12-round magazine is available from Amazon for only $6 US dollars, down from its normal price of $13. The Nerf Modulus Stock Shot is on sale on Amazon for $10 US dollars, down from $15, and also down from $15 US dollars. Amazon has the Boomco Halo Universe Series Glow in the Dark Darts Mod Pack available for 12 US dollars. They also have the Boomco Rapid Reloader that's normally 20 US dollars 
on sale for $9 US dollars on Amazon, and Amazon also has the Nerf Modulus Mediator on sale for $10 US dollars, down from $20. It's also on sale at Walmart for the same price. The Nerf N-Strike AccuStrike Quadrant is available on sale for $7 US dollars on Amazon, down from $10, and the same blaster is also on sale for $8 US dollars at Walmart. Walmart's also got the Nerf N-Strike Elite AccuStrike Stratohawk on sale for $47 US dollars, down from $70, and the Nerf N-Strike Elite AccuStrike Raptor Strike is on sale for $40 US dollars, down from $50 at Walmart. They also have the Nerf AccuStrike Elite Alpha Hawk on sale for $19 US dollars, down from $30, and Walmart also has the Nerf N-Strike Mega AccuStrike Thunderhawk on sale for $20 US dollars, down from $47. The Nerf Rival Phantom Core Hades is available at Walmart for $41 US dollars, down from $70, and Walmart also has the Nerf Rival Hypnos available in both colors for $39 US dollars, down from $50. The Nerf N-Strike Elite Infinis is also on sale at Walmart for $35 US dollars, down from $70, and the Nerf Zombie Strike Scravenger is on sale at Walmart for $35 US dollars, down from $47. Walmart also has the Nerf Modulus Ghost Ops Evader on sale for $27 US dollars, down from $37, and the Nerf N-Strike Elite Dual Strike is being clearanced off at Walmart for $10 US dollars, down from $20. Walmart also has the Nerf Zombie Strike Survival System Chop Stock and Twin Slice, each for $8 US dollars, and they're normally priced at $15 US dollars each. Target has the Nerf N-Strike Elite AccuStrike Falcon Fire on sale for $10 US dollars, down from $15, and they also have the Nerf Vortex VTX Disc Refill Pack for $7 US dollars, down from $10 at Target. Don't forget, if you make a purchase from SM Enterprises, use the coupon code FOAMCAST to get 10% off, and if you make a purchase from Flux Sunglasses, use the coupon code FLUXFOAM10 to get 10% off. And of course, don't forget that you can go and join my Facebook fan group, Foamcast Radio Fans, where I post giveaways from all the different blaster manufacturers and the different modding companies. You can go follow all these different pages yourself and watch out for all the giveaways on your own, or you can let me do the work for you. Just go to Facebook, search for Foamcast Radio Fans, and join that group. Alright, with that, let's get into your Battlespace Intel for this weekend. On Thursday, July 11th, Calgary Nerf Wars is having their Battlefield Live event in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Then on Friday, July 12th, the Garden State Nerf Squad is having their Mod and Loadout Workshop in Paramus, New Jersey, and the Minnesota Afterfire LARP is having their By Right of Conquest event in Mankato, Minnesota. There are a bunch of events happening on Saturday, July 13th. The Brisbane Area Nerf Group is having their July Jam and Superstock event in Chermside, Queensland, Australia. The Dutch Nerf Community is having their Return of the Mod Party event in Zutphen, Netherlands. The North Central Florida Nerf Club is having their War Number 28 in McClenny, Florida. The Southern Maryland House of Nerf is having their July 2019 Battle Part 1 in La Plata, Maryland. Naptown Nerf Club is having their War Number 32 in Indianapolis, Indiana. Central Florida Dart Wars is having their War Number 7 Patriotic Warfare in Osceola, Florida. New York City Nerf Ops is having their War Number 59 Invasion Prep Part 2 event in New York City, New York. Blair County House of Nerf is having their July War in Bellwood, Pennsylvania. The Maryville Nerfing Nation is having their war event in Maryville, Missouri. South Sound Airsoft is having their free test event in Olympia, Washington. The Port Orange Foam Flingers are having their post-July 4th war in South Daytona, Florida. Club Z13 is having their episode 12 after war event in Detroit, Michigan. 
Project My Neighborhood is having their Maple Grove Days blaster battles in Maple Grove, Minnesota, and the Midnight Mod Society is having their Mod Party Number 2 Strifes and Semi-Auto in Chino Hills, California. Then on Sunday, July 14th, the Adelaide Nerf community is having their Not Indoor Nerf Day in Adelaide, South Australia. The Toowoomba Tween and Teen ASD Nerfers are having their July battle in Newtown, Queensland, Australia. New York City Nerf Ops is having their Cataclysm 3 New York City Invades New Jersey event in Mountainside, New Jersey. The Suburban Detroit Nerf Club is having their Midwest Madness event in Troy, Michigan. Chicago Nerf Wars is having their Foam for Freedom event in Romeoville, Illinois. And the BC Nerf Alliance is having their war number 22 in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Then on Wednesday, July 17th, the Central Oklahoma Nerf Group is having their Battle for Pizza at Apocalypse in the Park event in Shawnee, Oklahoma. For more information on any of these events and to make sure your event gets mentioned on the podcast, head to foamcastradio.com slash intel. Foamcast Radio is supported by Hobby King. When I need a new battery for my latest blaster build, my favorite place to go is Hobby King. I can put in the exact specs and dimensions I want, and Hobby King gives me a list of candidates at incredibly affordable prices. Every flywheel build I make has a battery in it from Hobby King because I can count on them to fit perfectly and have the discharge rating and capacity I need for maximum performance and reliability. You can get 100 reward points when you create your Hobby King account for free right now. Take advantage of this offer exclusively available to Foamcast Radio listeners by going to foamcastradio.com slash hobbyking. Once again, to get 100 reward points, go to foamcastradio.com slash hobbyking and create your Hobby King account for free right now. Thanks to Hobby King for supporting Foamcast Radio. All right, everybody, this week I am super excited to be talking to Matt Anderson and Matt Anderson II, the creators of the Rapid Pickup and Go Dart, also known as the RPG Dart. How you doing, guys? Fantastic. How are you, Benjamin? I am doing great. Now, for the purposes of this interview, I am going to be referring to Matt Anderson II as Young Matt, just so we can kind of differentiate. But you guys are father and son, correct? Yeah. Yep, that's right. Now, uh, young Matt, I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit first before we actually start talking about the dart design itself that you guys have come up with. And uh, the the thing that I really want to know and that I think a lot of my listeners like to know from my guests is how did you actually get into this blaster hobby to begin with? Well, it kind of it's kind of iffy because it was a really long time ago, but I think I think I was five or six at the time when I got when I got a Nerf gun. I think it was just a little one, like a one shot, and my dad bought it at, for me at the store, and then I shot him in the car, and I hit him in the eye, and so he took it away. So it wasn't it wasn't very good getting into it, but uh, it, I've I've come pretty far, I guess. So definitely a small beginning and uh, and fraught with disaster, it sounds like. But uh, after that, obviously, you were hooked because now we're here and you have this awesome new dart design. Um, what gave you the initial idea to make these darts? And, and can you explain what makes them different from regular Nerf darts? I was probably seven or eight and it was a birthday party. There were maybe ten, nine, ten kids. And we uh, we went down to this small park, this park venue, and uh, we were shoot we were shooting each other a lot on the way there, and we were just messing around. And once we got there, we got all ready, and we started having the Nerf war, and it lasted about five minutes. 
it was, it was super short and it was it, it was dumb pretty much because you get to play for five six minutes and then you have to pick them all up and I, in tournaments and stuff they last a lot longer you know they go hours but for just a bunch of kids or uh like doing something at a park or just playing in the house it's it you play for a small amount of time and then you have to pick them all up and then you also find them later and like one time I remember we went we went back down to the park and I actually found an, a Nerf dart from the war because we all marked them with our names and I found one that was in a tree so uh picking them up was just was a not a fun thing to do so that's what that's what gave us the idea we originally thought we could use a vacuum which doesn't doesn't work because they're giant but we tried a bunch of different stuff for it and eventually we came to where we are now with the magnetic darts so can you explain to me uh what what was the concept that you came up with to solve this problem and and how does it work there were a lot of different uh prototypes that we used originally uh we had put uh bbs in the darts and then like a little bit of glue but of course of course that can't work at all because if a kid uh kid bites the dart or something if that happened the kids could swallow it and it could hurt them and also the the flight of the darts was really bad you couldn't get it half as far as you would normally so we started with that we did other stuff we like i said we tried to vacuum but of course it didn't work because the darts they don't always suck up right they don't go in the tube like they should and also they get real bent and it gets stuck also we ended up just like vacuuming our house it didn't go well and we did a bunch of trial and error, different stuff, with, after we realized it could be a magnet. Uh, at first, we had tried uh, paint that had metal on it, and we started painting the tips of the darts. But the problem with that was it was too thick of a layer, and so the darts didn't shoot as good. And then also, the paint rubbed off super fast. It didn't last very long. You'd probably shoot the gun, uh, shoot a, a dart seven or eight times, and then it'd be done. You wouldn't be able to use it. And it would also get all over the dart to where you couldn't use it as a normal dart anymore. So it ruined a ton of darts. So we didn't think that that we kind of just put away the idea of it after that. But then eventually we brought it up. I don't remember when. I think we brought it up at a restaurant or something. And he, my dad had an idea after seeing someone had put what we're using into rubber like, like we're doing right now. And uh, we, started using the, we started using what we're doing now. Now, from a safety standpoint, um, a lot of people are probably concerned from hearing about this dart that maybe there's like some metal piece or something that might hit you and maybe harm you. Like you were mentioning the BB before, and of course, a long time ago, people used to use metal washers in in darts and stuff like that. Um, your design doesn't have anything like that, correct? Yeah, we uh, we had realized that the uh, putting any sort of metal in it was dangerous for kids, and of course, kids are the target audience for Nerf guns, so that's a horrible idea. And uh, so we decided that metal couldn't work, and we don't have any metal in our darts. It's completely safe. Um, no, you can't get hurt by it. It does. It's just like a normal Nerf dart, except for it can be uh, picked up with a magnet, magnetic wand. It's not heavier, same flight, 
and it works just as good. Now, just to clarify, um, the, the darts don't actually like stick to metal or anything like that. They just have a, a tip that is attracted to magnets so that you can collect them using a magnetic wand, right? The darts are um, not magnetic. They have a magnetizable material mixed in with the rubber, and we had to balance that out so that we could keep the sponginess of the rubber the same and the weight the same. So we actually had to decrease the shore hardness of the rubber because when we put in the additives, that hardness would increase. So we had to figure out how much to decrease that shore hardness of the rubber we were using and then then bring it back up to where it was the same with our additives. But the additives are completely encased in the rubber, which is inert, so they are not released ever. Um, they are you know, encapsulated within the tip. But in order to keep it light, we had to make sure that, you know, we had to make sure that the weight was right so the flight would be right. So in order to keep it light, we we used materials that could be attracted to a magnet, but were not magnetic themselves. The magnetic material that is actually magnetized uh, and remains magnetized is many, many times heavier per volume. So we couldn't use that. Very interesting. Well, it sounds like you definitely went through a lot to uh, sort of develop this into a working product. And have you gone through the steps necessary to actually patent your design? Absolutely. In fact, uh, it was a, a long process for patenting. Uh, there's there's a lot of technology involved in the industry before we ever came along. And it may seem like a simple, fun hobby that is getting more advanced because of the custom blasters, but there are actually a lot of patents involved already that previously existed. So we had to search through all those, or rather our attorney did, and make sure we weren't infringing on anybody's previous intellectual property. And then we had to make sure that our claims were sufficient to cover any method by which somebody could make a dart able to be picked up with some type of a an instrument. So we had to we had to include things that would never be done. Our patent includes putting metal into the darts. It includes putting metal into the foam. It includes putting a foil wrap on the foam. And that's a lot of detail. And those are things that nobody would ever do. But to make sure that some industrious person from some far off place uh, didn't try to do something that nobody ever noticed was unsafe because it worked the same as ours, but inside it had some unsafe piece of metal or or object. Uh, we patented that, uh, or we you know we claimed that it would be one method of doing it, um, not just so that we could prevent people from doing it, but for the purposes of commercialization, but so that people would be discouraged from doing it so that they would not come out with a product that was harmful to children. So we wanted to exclude it for both those reasons, for safety and for, you know, the business end of it. Now, obviously, you've been through a lot developing this this product and everything. Um, have there been any specific challenges that you've faced in this process? And uh, you, what were your methods of overcoming those? Well, uh, as it is that we are a little bit newer to the actual Nerf community, the super Nerf community of people that have so much invested in it, we have tried to get our crowdfunding campaign promotion lined up in a way that would fit in with that community, but that would uh, fit in with our business plan. And as a new experience for us, I'm, I'm sure that we did not do everything correctly that would uh, appeal to influencers or would um, help people to understand that we 
we really want to bring a good product and that we really are prepared to do that. And, you know, along the way, we've been forming relationships with people and uh, it's been really enjoyable. Uh, some of the most interesting people and colorful characters anywhere. And so that is exciting. The things that I've patented in the past were more in the tool category. And those people in that category are really just focused on, can they get something done today? Can we get her done? Is that tool help me get it done? You know, and, and that's good because they really want a new tool of some kind, or they want something to help them with their work every day, but they're pretty dry. But in the Nerf community, everybody is uh, interesting and a lot of fun. And actually, there are a lot of engineers and people that have tons of, of academic training. And so you actually can have a great conversation with somebody over lunch. And we've really enjoyed that. But uh, everybody has to make a business decision at some point, and even people who are deciding to work with us, and and they need to do the things that are good for their business. And since we're new, we don't understand necessarily the uh, different decisions they have to make. And so sometimes things are a little bit unpredictable, and you know we just have to adjust our marketing plan to keep going forward. And so we've had to do that a little bit. And, you know, we have to make business decisions too, and we never want to put anybody out. And we're sure everybody really operates the same way. And uh, we always give everybody the benefit of the doubt because we're from the Midwest. And we really only have uh, a thinking that there's always a solution. And, you know, there's always a way forward for everybody. Uh, So we've adjusted our marketing and we have tried to find new outlets to promote it. And maybe in doing that, it's, you know, kind of broken the continuity that we expected where we would solidly reach people and uh, where we would make relationships to make certain that we uh, we really let people in to know our thinking and, and that kind of thing. And, and in breaking that continuity, it's it's been a little bit uh, probably hard for the public to see exactly where we're coming from because we took a couple steps back and getting to know the community and getting you know, getting our philosophy out, but we really do want to bring a great product to everybody. And we really have a great product. It's just uh, something where the more we can involve the community and the uh, bigger we can build the business, then the better deals we can make uh, on the back end. And so the uh, better value we can give everybody on the front end. And we're, we've been working hard at that, but it is business. And so we are, you know, we are wanting to do everything we can, even though we're new to the game. Well, that definitely makes sense. And uh, and speaking of the business end of it, I definitely want to get into, you know, how you're actually raising the money to go into production and all of that. Before we get to that, though, I've got a quick message from one of my hand-selected sponsors, and then we'll be right back. Foamcast Radio is supported by Surfshark. If you've been listening to Foamcast Radio for a while, you've heard me talk about the importance of using a VPN service to protect your privacy online. After using one of their competitors for a while, I tried out Surfshark and I was blown away. Their service is faster and more reliable than any other VPN service I've tried, and it even includes tracker and ad blockers so advertising agencies can't track you around the web, and now they're offering an exclusive discount just for my listeners. Only $1.99 a month, a lower price than ExpressVPN, NordVPN, or any of their other competitors. And unlike competing services, Surfshark doesn't limit the number of devices you can use on a single account. Sign up for Surfshark right now and get 83% off 
off the normal price. Take advantage of this offer exclusively available to Foamcast Radio listeners by going to foamcastradio.com slash surfshark. That's foamcastradio.com slash surfshark. Thanks to Surfshark for supporting Foamcast Radio. Hey everybody, it's time for your counterintelligence contest. The winner of last week's contest was Maxwell Winland. They'll be receiving a Foamcast Radio t-shirt. This week, if you want to be entered to win a Foamcast Radio mug, head to foamcastradio.com win and enter the keyword RPG. It only takes a minute and you could win a Foamcast Radio mug. Go to foamcastradio.com win and enter the keyword RPG. Good luck! All right, everybody, we are back with Matt and Matt from the RPG Dart. A second ago, we were talking about what you guys went through to develop these darts that are actually attracted to magnets. Um, but now I want to switch gears a little bit. You have a finalized product and you're ready to go into production. You just need the funding for it. So, uh, Matt, can you tell us how you plan on raising the money for this? Absolutely. We are, we've chosen to use crowdfunding. Um, to fund the project. And uh, we have a campaign that's going right now. It just started on Indiegogo. And all somebody has to do is search for Nerf or magnetic darts or any keywords they might think are associated with that. And it will uh, come right to the top. Awesome. And we will definitely include the link to that in the show notes at foamcastradio.com as well so people can find it. Now, um, there have been a few people who have raised some concerns about your crowdfunding campaign, mostly having to do with some misunderstandings about what the flexible funding goal actually means. So can you um, maybe explain to my audience what exactly the flexible funding is about and how that works? Sure. Uh, this is our first crowdfunding campaign, and we had to make a decision on Indiegogo between flexible funding and fixed funding. And, you know, we evaluated those two options based on the definitions they had on the website. And the fixed funding was a go, no go type of a funding where if you needed a certain amount of money and you didn't get it, then you were going to be unable to bring your product to market and uh, everybody's money would be returned and you would uh, you would try to find some other avenue for funding. Well, that we believe is for the less committed people because they uh, have that threshold that they have to meet and they don't have another plan that will boost them the rest of the way if they need to. Flexible funding to us meant, and, and by its definition, is funding that will assist you in getting towards your product and you have considered what it would take to bring that to market. And if the funding doesn't reach that goal, you will fill in the rest yourself. And so it will supplement your enterprise, but you're going to press on with that enterprise no matter what. Well, we put ourselves in that category because we're going to bring this product to to the store shelves and online no matter what it takes. It's a fantastic market. There are half a billion darts made every year. And it's also a fantastic product because it allows people to enjoy the game more. So we don't have any thought process that includes uh, not reaching the market. We may not reach our funding goal, but that is not an insurmountable problem for us. We're we're from the Midwest. This isn't our first business venture. We actually don't have any debt. 
and uh, we are ready to do what it takes to go the rest of the way. But with an idea that is helpful to everybody and makes the game more fun, we are confident that the crowd will do what you expect them to do in crowdfunding, and they will help you bring it to life. So that's that's why we chose the flexible funding option, because we are flexible and can figure out how to go the rest of the distance if if the crowd doesn't provide all of the funding for us. So just as a point of clarification, um, this means that if you don't actually meet the flexible funding goal, uh, you're still going to be able to go into production and fulfill all the orders, correct? Absolutely. And the margins get better and better the farther along you get in your campaign. But we actually could use our own personal money to uh, order a round of darts now. We would rather not do that. We'd rather get the exposure from crowdfunding and the participation. And we would rather order a million darts than order 10,000 darts. But there isn't a level at which we would be unable to fulfill the, the rewards. And we calculated that before we started because uh, it, it's unwise to go into some type of an enterprise with no plan to meet your goals. So we've been in the works for about two years uh, on the on the patent and on the development. And the patent write-up has changed as we've gone. The design has changed as we've gone so that we've arrived at a pretty solid place. So we've been planning all this time. Well, it definitely is helpful to know that that flexible funding option uh, does not mean that if you fail to meet your goal, you just get to basically keep everybody's money and not send out any orders. It just means that if you don't meet the 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 high goal that you set, um, it doesn't mean that you just have to give up on the whole thing. You can still go ahead and produce the darts for the people who have ordered, and um, it doesn't mean that the whole thing gets canceled, and that's essentially what the flexible funding means. And that's that's definitely helpful to know, and I think that knowing that will definitely um, inspire some confidence in some people that are maybe interested in this product and help some more people to uh, go ahead and make a contribution to your campaign. Sure. If I could just interject, too, for the people that don't make their goal and they uh, abscond with the money, those people have a new adventure, and that is they get to meet some folks from the Federal Trade Commission who want to figure out what's going to happen next. And uh, we, we've we actually um, made sure to research all those things and make sure that we weren't getting involved in a campaign that was bad for our family. I have seven daughters and one son, and they want to keep me around here, and they don't want me to get involved with producing a new product that gets me a federal vacation. So um, so we're thoroughly prepared to bring it to market. And it's a good enough idea to us and just to moms that are tired of picking up darts that with, with just the desire that we have in our own family and the people that are just weekend nerfers that don't even visit a website, just with those people in mind, it's it should be brought to market. So So we're prepared to go all the way. Awesome. Well, that is definitely inspiring to hear. Now, um, I know that we covered it a little bit earlier, but just as a reminder, uh, where can people actually go to place an order for some of their very own RPG darts? If you go to the Indiegogo website and you search for RPG darts or magnetic blaster darts, you'll find our campaign. And we'd love to have everybody come and get involved. And if you need to make a comment or have a question, then you can go to our Facebook, which is Scale Up the Fun, and uh, that's our actual company. And I know that on the the uh, 
crowdfunding site, unless you're a backer, you can't make a comment and people have questions. So everybody's welcome to come to our Facebook at Scale Up the Fun, ask any question that they have, and we'll try to respond to those. If we are overwhelmed, we'll make sure to get every topic covered. But we really want to bring a great product to everyone. We use it at our own house, and it's much easier for me at 48 years old to stand there and pick up darts without crawling around. So we, we're pretty sure that everybody else would like to do the same once they try it. Awesome. Well, this is definitely really exciting. I know I'm planning on making a contribution as well. Um, when can contributors actually expect to receive their darts uh, once the production starts and everything? We're thinking near the Christmas season around the start of December. December 1st is kind of the date that we're hoping to get to send out the darts and then they should all arrive by Christmas is the, is the goal. And if we, if we reach a certain level, we'll just start the production uh, sooner than we would have uh, otherwise. And if the production is faster than we expected, then we'll just ship everything as fast as it's produced. And even though that seems a little bit vague, I'm saying we would certainly never wait until that expected time if we were able to speed it up in any way. Because what we'd actually like is for everybody to to have our product in their hands, use it, and then uh, spread the word and order more as we actually hit the shelves with a UPC code and become available online. Very cool. Well, that is definitely exciting. Guys, thank you so much for talking to me today. Uh, Before I let you go, I have my one final question that I always ask all my interview guests at the end of an interview, and that is, what are each of your favorite blasters? As the dad, I'm older, and uh, I actually uh, like the Swarm Fire. And even though it only has a 20-round capacity, I like the fact that uh, the heads of all my darts are right there in the face of the opponent, and they they all come blasting out quickly. And I actually found uh, a Swarm Fire at a thrift store for like $4 and uh, was able to repair it recently and get it completely back into working order without too much trouble. And so then I was kind of back in the game. You know, I'm kind of iffy on that, but it'd probably be the Strife because it's like, it's the best flywheel there is, you know, flywheel master race, right? But it, it's it's the Strife because it's the most moddable of all the different, all the different flywheel guns for, for Nerf. It, it's better than, I think it's better than most of the flywheels that have come out in the last couple of years. Awesome. Well, we've got old school and new school. I love it. Guys, thank you so much for talking to me today. You bet. Thank you. All right, everybody. Before I sign off, I've got a quick action item for you. Head to the Foamcast Radio Fans Group on Facebook to answer this question. Who is your favorite blaster modder? I want to give a big thank you to Flux Sunglasses, Hobby King, and Surfshark for sponsoring this episode. Please support the podcast by supporting my sponsors. You can find a complete listing of all my sponsors at foamcastradio.com slash sponsors. I want to thank Matt Anderson and Matt Anderson II for being my guests this week. And, of course, thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the battlefield. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to make sure you won't miss a single episode. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so it's easy to follow us and share this episode with your friends. You can also find us at foamcastradio.com. We can view the show notes, order merch, and more. Tune in next week for a brand new episode of Foamcast Radio. 
Hi, I'm Ryan Engelstad, licensed therapist and host of the Best Medicine Podcast, a show where I help people normalize conversations around mental health. I know firsthand how hard it can be to talk about these issues, but there are resources out there. If you're having suicidal thoughts or even just wondering what it would be like if you weren't around, please call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Once again, I'm Ryan Engelstad of the Best Medicine Podcast, and I'm here to help too. So if you want to reach out to me through my podcast where I answer listeners' questions, you can find me on Twitter at EngelsRy, that's E-N-G-E-L-S-R-Y, or through the Anchor app where you can leave voice messages for my show. Thanks for listening, and thanks for taking care of yourself.